0: It's definitely not my skill right having that extraordinary technical vision but where my skill is is in bringing the two together right or bringing sales in or, or marketing into the mix and really articulating as a company across all the disciplines where do we want to go into so yeah connecting the people and the teams is is for me a super crucial part of product management and and yeah driving a product company forward
1: hey there and welcome to the stickbot This is the podcast where we talk about all things related to observability, because that's what we do and that's what we're passionate about, but also what it's like to work in the ever-changing, dynamic tech industry. So if you are interested in that, you are definitely in the right place. In today's episode, we are talking to Andreas Prins. Andreas has over five years of experience in different product management and product strategy roles, and at the moment, he is our VP of product here at StackState. So if you are familiar with the product management role, either because you're in a similar role or you work closely with product managers in your current job, you might be aware of the fact that product management is often a very diverse role. You're responsible for the product roadmap, you're the one who's connecting different teams so that everyone works together towards this certain goal, and you're often also the external spokesperson when it comes to things like webinars and interviews, like these for example. And then I probably still forget some tasks and responsibilities. So there's a lot. So you can imagine that we were stoked when Andreas said yes when we invited him to the podcast. Not just because he's a great guy and because he's great at explaining things very clearly, but also because we were looking forward to hearing directly from him about what it's like to be a product manager. So, how do you make sure the team stays focused on the long-term goals? How do you make decisions in a scale-up when you have big hairy goals, but perhaps not the big hairy resources yet? Also, and this may sound like they are wandering off, but not so much, what do baking the perfect stone oven pizza and Lego have to do with software development? Well, that's exactly what Andreas and Anthony talk about in this episode, so I will not let you wait any longer. Enjoy the podcast. And let's dive into it.
2: Hello, and welcome to the StackPod. This is your host, Anthony Evans, uh, with you every two weeks interviewing some of the greatest minds in tech, uh, in business, and some of the people that keep things uh, going, like the lights on at night. We spoke with AWS a couple of weeks ago. Uh, And now we're speaking to Andreas Prince from Stack State. He's our VP of Product. I am super excited about this interview. Um, Andreas is a great guy, uh, and I'm hoping that we all get to know him a little bit better. Uh, And you guys can all come to know him the way I do, which is in a great way. Andreas, you want to give yourself a bit of uh, an overview, let's say.
0: Yeah, thanks, uh, Anthony. And uh, thanks for having me here in the podcast. It's definitely an honor. Been listening to it uh, from the beginning, so uh, good to uh, good to be here and uh, and share a bit about myself. Uh, joined Tech State a while ago, um, and I joined them as indeed VP Product, really building on product strategy. Um, but probably a little bit about myself. Uh, I'm in the Netherlands, right? So on the other side, uh, from where you are, um, managing a family, which is probably equally difficult as managing a product roadmap, with uh, two teenagers and two girls, uh, two boys, two girls, a little younger. Um, and I'm uh, yeah a big fan of baking pizza, which will most likely resonate to uh, many of you having a nice wood-fired oven in the garden. So uh, probably we might speak about it. And uh, if not, then uh, another time.
2: Well, I am incredibly jealous. I mean, um, it, this was a thing, right? You didn't know uh, up until a, a month or so ago that water was actually a thing. With pizza dough, it's one of the reasons why they say New York pizza is so good. It's it's because of the tap water uh, that exists in New York, which is very. It's got an interesting taste. Let's just uh, leave it at that. It's it's pretty good uh, uh, if you don't mind me saying. But um, but yeah, it's uh, it's pretty interesting. But that is something that I am always envious of. Whenever I see the uh, uh, the pictures of the pizzas coming out of your oven, when you take them into the office as well and you give them to people, it's. Uh, uh yeah it almost makes me want to fly over to hilversum just to have some pizza
0: yeah but the cool just just to close on this topic right what a lot of people don't realize is the amount of practice that goes into baking great pizza right i do believe everyone can eat a pizza most of the people can bake a pizza themselves right but if you go really all the way from making the dough making the sauce making the topic toppings right and then putting that together into the perfect pizza who is just baked nicely who has a crusty crunchy crust right that's that's the art and to me that's super similar to making software right so if you would start a podcast on comparing real life practice like baking pizza and the practice of coding and developing software they have a lot of stuff in uh, in common right the entire process and and preparation and delivery to your customers right which ultimately matters the most right how does it taste and uh, is it suitable for the job likewise with software uh, software development
2: yeah, no, that's a That's a really good point. I mean, yeah, like when you when you really get into it, there's so many different factors, you know, not just the water, but then, you know, you're talking about, you know, how hot do you have the oven? What kind of wood do you have in the oven? You know, what kind of exactly. sauce, what kind of tomatoes exactly. do you put in the tomato sauce? Uh, um. It can really get uh, it can really get like really into the nitty gritty detail uh, around you know, how to make a good pizza in that scenario here. But, but, you know, obviously we could talk for ages around how to make a good pizza and uh, probably make everybody very hungry as we, uh, uh, as we talk about it. But let's, let's switch over to software development. Um, I always find product management to be a very interesting role um, because uh, product managers um, are the people who kind of bridge the army of technical people uh, on the one side, which want to build stuff, that want to innovate, that want to do things, um, but you're you're focused on the product side. So, how do we take all these lines of code? How do we take all these uh, setups, these integrations, these things that people want and can build, and turn them into something that creates outcomes uh, in the form of a finished product, right? And and I think one of the challenges that you have uh, specifically is that Stack State um is is more like a platform right it's a database at the end of the day and so the outcomes can be quite numerous right you yeah. could be doing automated root cause one minute you could be looking for anomalies the next and as we've spoken about in the past you could be doing compliance the next right because it's another usage of the data that's yeah. within stack state how do you uh, keep keep that under wraps like like yeah. you've got a lot of potential outcomes you know, you're not Apple, you're not Google. You don't have millions of millions of developers yeah. and billions of dollars at your disposal. Yeah. How, how do you deal with that?
0: Yeah. yeah. So that, that's actually a good question, right? And to me, if you, if you talk about developing products, right, it really all starts and it's probably super obvious, right? But it starts with the customer, right? And understanding the customer problem is super fundamental. If you think through, hey, what is the, what is the real problem that we want to solve? And there, what I personally, what I really like, right, is my background in being a director of engineering, leading various engineering teams, and actually knowing what are kind of the problems at scale, because I also work for a large bank, leading engineering teams, what are kind of the problems they face, right? So as a product manager, having a super clear understanding of the customer needs, the pains, right, that is is the foundation. But there are many needs and many pains, right? So then the clear articulation of, hey, who in particular do we want to focus on and where do we want to go after, right? That's a kind of a second, a second, yeah, big thing that you need to solve, understanding the pains and knowing for whom you want to solve it. And then it's really going towards, yeah, that validation cycle, doing a ton of research, co developing with design partners, your application, right? And continuously learning what it is that you need to bring to the market. And then, yeah, making that as small as possible. Some people believe you need to go as, as broad as possible. I believe you need to go as small as possible, really nailing that one single use case, that one single pane, and then start slowly broadening that up, understanding what are adjacent problems, and then moving your product forward. And, and what I've seen right in my former product roles is being able to make it small, to make it super successful in that particular use case, Truly, is the foundation to start building uh, stuff out. So, um, yeah, that's that's the joy I'm having here at uh, at Stack State of leading that exercise and uh, and making that a success for our customers.
2: One of the things that that I found, um, well, one of the things that kind of puzzles me, let's put it like that, uh, and and one of the things that I don't envy about product managers in general is, you know, you kind of went through several layers of things right which a lot of people know about product management like how do you get the most out of people how do you achieve the outcomes how do you leverage that experience of what you know people can do you know and and align that with risk right because obviously you, you you not only have to deliver product you have to deliver product to a schedule right and when you've got a schedule that that means that you need to continually look at risk and things like that right you know what are the what ifs do we have enough resources do we know people that have this expertise do we need to hire people is that going to add to all this kind of fun stuff let's go back to the genesis right because that's a ton of work right but then you've got to be already committed to the vision how do you go about creating or or defining a vision like that's my ultimate question right yeah that, that's that's the linchpin right that sets in motion all the other work yeah that goes into play yeah. how do you do that
0: yeah so to me it has it has kind of two or three sides if you like right so on one hand setting a vision is not super fancy right it's it's having a a clear problem right and that's probably the boring part what is a real problem that i want to solve the visionary part there is how can I leapfrog forward, right? How can I make a big step and not solving it to kind of incremental how everyone else would solve it? But what is the kind of the genius part behind the technology that I can utilize to solve that problem, right? And gives you an advantage in the market, right? And often that is not necessarily in, in, in what you would put in, in marketing material or how you would sell it, but that is really what helps you as a company to move forward real quickly in a particular field. And then a, an ordinary problem comes together with a yeah, revolutionary vision, right? And if you can blend the two of them into a product strategy, articulate super clearly what you want to solve and how to do that, that can help yeah to set a, a, a north star and help your engineering teams really move forward and be passionate about a particular problem, right? And to me, if you take a look at product companies like we are, right, really in the in the DevOps or the observability market, yeah, you need to have technical brilliant minds in your company as well to, to make that extraordinary dream reality, right? And that's that's where the two uh, the two come together. Um, it's definitely not my skill, right? Having that extraordinary technical vision, but where my skill is is in bringing the two together, right? Or bringing sales in, or or marketing into the mix, and really articulating as a company across all the disciplines. Where do we want to go into? So yeah, connecting the people and the teams is, is for me, a super crucial part of product management, um, and and yeah, driving a product company forward.
2: Yeah, it's. Uh, I, I think if anybody who's listening kind of wants to get uh, an understanding as to what uh, Andreas is talking about specifically when it comes to the vision stuff, the the developers and all that other stuff aside, uh, I think. One of the easiest ways you can see the difference is if you look at uh, a first call sales deck, in other words, what are you telling the sales people to tell our customers compared to the venture capital funding deck? You know, what was the deck that you used to raise your series A and series B? Because they're going to look very different, right? the 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 funding deck is going to really articulate the company's mission and the company's vision. It's going to it's going to leapfrog Uh, those three or four steps that you would need to not coerce, but convince the customer a that they have a problem, you know, venture capitalists, they already know that there are problems, right? They've got the money to solve the problems. Customers don't always admit that they've got problems, even though they know that they've got them you know, under the hood kind of thing. And, and, and that's one thing I would tell people to go and look for if you've, if you work for a series A or a series B company, maybe ask internally, if you can look at the deck that was presented to investors or whatever, you know, sometimes that's confidential information, but It would give you a great view as to what Andreas is mentioning there in terms of the difference in the vision, right? When you're creating a company and a product and a roadmap, that's different from selling to a customer. uh, That's different. You're, You're thinking five steps ahead of most people. Yeah. Um, and actually, it must be so annoying when salespeople just turn around to you and say, "Hey, where are we with this integration? Why isn't it out yet?" <laughs> and You're thinking, "God Almighty!" <laughs> well, I, I, I,
0: don't. I wouldn't say that's that's that's. I wouldn't say that's that's part of the game, right? Because then the beauty of product management is bringing reality, right? right bringing the vision to reality, right? So, and that i mean a dream only becomes true right if you implement it in in small steps right and in our case an in integration to other observability or monitoring tools right to utilize the data and build topology out of that right yeah that's that's the execution right because out, without the execution you're never going to help your customer move forward right and 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 that's what i love in in product right it's it's exactly these two, right? And then you talk to an analyst, right? Gartner, Forrester, right? And then you talk again more about the strategy, right? Then you talk about the vision, right? How do we see the market evolving? How does our product evolve, right? So there are parts of the job that are that are dreamings, right? Or dreams, right? That are, that are out in the future. And then there are, yeah, the, the majority of the work is just day-to-day execution, right? Taking the teams into the next iteration of the product. Um, and then, there's one right which which is really crotch, crossing kind of both and that's thought leadership right and that's the other part of the job right as a as a product manager right doing education uh, participating in webinars conferences giving talks right and there you really can bring in some of the visionary part and stuff to enlighten people that are in the audience um and that's personally what i what i really like as well right being a kind of that entertainer teacher right um Making people think, hey, there's probably another solution to my problem, or there's probably even an entire problem field we're not thinking about, right? And I should start paying attention to. Um, and in particular, right, in, in larger enterprises, if people are trapped into day to day business, enlightening them, right, with a piece of thought leadership can be helpful to help them accelerate in what they do in their day to day business.
2: Yeah, I feel like, um, you know, if we're talking about culture and... Because obviously, right, when you... You, you, when you think about the big picture and you've got your your roadmap and whatnot, and then you go back to the day to day, that can be kind of deflating sometimes, right? Because it's like, oh, we've got so much work to do, and then, and then because you're the product manager, you're not the person who's physically writing the code. You then have to make sure that the people who are writing the code feel listened to, like they're 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 working towards the beat of the same drum. And I, I, I also think as well, one of the challenges from a development standpoint is that you get so deep in the code with your teeny tiny piece of functionality that you can sometimes lose grip of the ramifications of it, right? This is how we get bugs. This is how we get, you know, things that don't meld together because you've got different visions around the outcomes and different limits and things like that. And I I, I think you do a very good job of engaging with people um, on a day-to-day level to make sure that they're aware of the bigger picture. You know that that they're constantly they're not they don't just feel like cogs in a machine and I think that's a very important part of product management. A lot of the time, product people, you know, just kind of sit back. They define the vision, they define the powerpoints, they do the product presentation, and then they kind of go off and do more planning. You're you're a very hands-on person. Yeah. I think that's your experience yeah. coming into play, right? Yeah. Having worked with engineers you don't just define a vision then go off and take your paycheck and then work on version yeah. six of the product you yeah. are very much uh integrated into uh, even the patching of the product which yeah. is which is which is very rare actually for a product manager right to get involved yeah. at that level but if you if you think about it right if you want to build a successful company Right.
0: You you need to you need to be aware, right? Not only about the kind of the process of execution and, and, and what you're executing upon the content, but you also need to be aware, right? What what is the kind of the, the context? Where is this company operating in? Right. And in, in particular in the last two years with the pandemic, right? When when remote work, yeah, I mean it was there, right? But it has shifted so dramatically in how we engage. Um, people underestimate the need. To connect to others, right? And if you, if I'm talking about connecting, um, if you think about an engineering team, right? You mentioned it. He's really deep on to a particular capability or a piece of code, right? One of the things my task I see as is, is, is my duty is can I help him, right, to understand where does that capability fit into the end-to-end picture, right? So can I help him to elevate a little bit? Is hey, what was the purpose? With who am I working? Who's in front, left, right of me? So that's that's one part. The other part is not only what is his capability in the bigger picture from an execution perspective, but what is also his bigger, his thing, how is that evolving over time from a visionary perspective, right? It's not only the technical integration, but it's also how does it integrate into the vision where we want to go, right? And there you already have that piece of, of thought leadership and, and, and vision. But super important, and a lot of people forget it, right? I mean, I spent more hours with my colleagues than with my wife, right? Let's think about it for a minute, right? You need to build that personal connection, right? And and that comes by building trust, by having joy together, right? And yeah, sometimes I do think a product manager should be Mister or Mrs. Blue, right? Can you can you connect the teams, the people in the teams together to ultimately build that 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 team, yeah, or the company vibe, right? How hard it is to catch that vibe, right? But really, the atmosphere in a particular company, and I really like that, right? And that is. By making jokes, right, a ton of jokes, right, stupid jokes, good jokes, but also to pay attention, right, if someone is suffering uh, privately, right, do you take care of that person? Um, because yeah, if if things are not going well at home, right, <laughs> you better pay attention to it, talk about it, right, to help someone moving forward. And that's yeah, that's that's really what I what I like to do, right. And then bringing all these puzzle pieces together to to build that company culture to me is super important.
2: Yeah, I think uh, I think there are three things every employee needs. They they want to be needed, they want to be wanted, and they want to be heard. Uh, a lot of people will say, "Oh, employees need to feel like they're wanted. They need to feel like they're heard." that that's not that that's only a band-aid right if you make somebody feel yeah. like yeah. they're heard yeah. for about 30 minutes you great job you've managed them for about 30 minutes and you've wasted yeah. the rest of the time you know uh, i think if you're if you're a sincere person and you like yourself are looking for opportunities whereby you can engage with people you're going to start to understand not only their weaknesses but their strengths right and so as a product manager you're going to be able to bounce around a lot better when it comes to that resource management and when it comes to that risk management, because you're going to be able to mold people to work together very quickly, uh, as opposed to, you know, if you didn't know them at all or if you just acted like some oracle of information, right? If you actually get into the weeds, if you treat people with respect and with dignity and you make them heard, you make them needed, at certain points they don't need to be needed 24 by 7 or heard 24 by 7 but as long as you you lead with that sincerity that's the important piece um then 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 I think that that saves you a ton of time and I think you and me like to kind of lead with the same type of cultural element like uh, I I believe that um if you make a joke in a meeting people are going to remember that meeting Right. If you don't make a joke in a meeting, it's gonna be the most forgettable meeting. Never any mm-hmm. situation that doesn't require us to just kind of take a step back and yeah. think, Okay, what's yeah. the bigger picture? Yeah. Can we relax? Yeah. You know, yeah. And- are we getting gray hairs? What's the point? You know?
0: And and, and one other element there, right? Um- Ultimately, if you want to build for success, right, it's long-lasting, right. So it's it's not a short journey that we're embarking on, right. So that is that is why it's important to me, right, to build that personal relation, one. But also, right, there will be days or even weeks or potentially even quarters, right, where we need to go the extra mile, right, where we really need to, yeah, to to push ourselves to the limit, right. And then doing that in an environment where people feel where people feel appreciated and connected it's much more joy right because you do it together for the same purpose so to me you're building a kind of a muscle memory really not only for today right and to enlighten each other for today but really yeah to be that that that, that group of colleagues right that become close friends almost right really to uh, yeah to 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 achieve these great things. yeah i always try to, to almost, disconnect right? almost. Uh, that
2: was a reference to me there uh, No, no 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 we're no not worries, worries. no no
0: <laughs> but uh <laughs> I mentioned it, right? You you're more together with your colleagues at work than with your wife at home, so uh, or or partner at home, right? So. Uh, yeah.
2: Well, well, you know, we've we've got to talk about one thing before we wrap this up. Lego. Show me your Lego.
0: Uh, let me <laughs> let me then show my best piece of Lego, right? And I'm uh, I'm.
2: I, I, just, I know this you know, is overall I'm... a podcast, yeah. but, uh, but 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 if anybody's on youtube or anything yeah. you've got to see the lego here yeah. we
0: uh so at the start of the pandemic i decided uh, rather than traveling to all the different cities abroad right which is super difficult i decided to start buying the lego architecture cities of all the ones that i've been like burn london paris uh, new york right um which which is bringing the world into my house and then uh I I discovered that it's pretty cool, right? But in particular, to do that with my sons, right? Because there's a nice moment of connecting to them and teaching them really good skills. But yeah, then these small pieces, right? They're super simple, right? They're junior. I mean, they're just a couple hundred pieces and that's about it. So then I thought, let's give myself a little bit of a challenge, right? And that machine monster is over here, right? Which is the uh, Colosseum of Lego, which uh, I believe is the third biggest uh, Lego piece, right? And if you think about building Lego and building software, right? The amount of repeatability, uh, knowing what comes first, right? You cannot start with a roof if the foundation is not out, right? So, uh, yeah, I really like to take different perspectives and take these lessons back into uh, into product or product management, if you like. Um, so I love Lego and uh, probably in a couple of years, uh, this uh, home office is full of uh, more structures.
2: No, nah, no. Nah, well, th- this is, uh, this has actually, uh, had an impact on me. I mean, again, you know, working remote, I'm in New York, you're in the Netherlands, Amsterdam, nearabouts, And, um, and, uh, you know, having an impact on each other from a cultural perspective is one thing. I mean, I, uh, I also, I mean, I, I here have the, uh, Seinfeld, uh, apartment. If you can see that, that's all, there you go. Nice. Um, but but again uh it was more it was more less for me more for my kids you know especially in winter it's such a great activity definitely to do with your kids like even though my daughter's four years old she she still loves it like yeah. just the fact that you're sitting there making <laughs> exactly. something they look for the little pieces for you and they build a little bit themselves and then obviously your kids are older now like uh, as they get into teenagers they can actively like work on it as well but it's a great activity I I would recommend recommend that um to to parents but now it's summer it's back to parks and stuff so i'll get back into the lego more next year i think uh, if my daughter well i've got two other boys so uh they're they're they're, they're obviously going to be into it at some point or another but again this is one of those cool things yeah. um but i yeah, think we are and, out of time
0: one, one more comment right i mean you also discover the character of your children right um, so my two boys being extremely impatient, right, and the girls more patient, more careful, right. So that's also super nice to to see when you're building Lego that that different characters, yeah, bring actually different skills to the table, right. And if you think about building teams again, that's my lesson, right. You also need these different characters compose a super powerful team because if you have copies of anthony or copies of andreas all across
2: the company right uh, it will be a, a big joke but uh probably no delivery at all we we we, we turn we turn the company into a comedy seller exactly yeah, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> just Could be, be serving drinks yeah. and doing jokes on stage <laughs> Oh man <laughs> Well, in any case, we have uh, we have run out of time now. Um, Andreas, thanks again for being here and for for helping us out Uh, by way of your uh, your parting. I know we've spoken about Lego and some other stuff. Are there any books or any recommendations you could leave for people who either want to get into product management or want to be inspired if they are already in product?
0: Yeah. Now, let me see if the book is over here. Uh, the product book, definitely. So if you want to join product, this book, the product book is absolutely a warm recommendation for all of you uh, to start reading and there are a ton of super practical instruments called out there. So that's a recommendation. And then uh, the other one, which I recently went through is the book, A More Beautiful Question. Right and obviously, um, no matter if in what role you are, we ask extremely narrow questions, right? And we narrow down the discussion. And sometimes during development, that's that's a good thing, right? But often early on, we need to ask a more beautiful question, a question that opens up, that gives more perspectives, and that is challenging the other to uh, to think outside uh, outside the box. Actually, so uh, if you're experienced in leading teams, this is definitely one of the books that will uh, that will help you out. Grow even further and and start asking different questions. So,
2: uh, yeah, I no, think- I, uh, I I I haven't read that book yet, but I have uh, I I did see it on my list of things that I should read. Um, it, it is something that I believe very much in in that. You know, humans are really good at adapting to problems and we're so good at it that we forget that we have problems at the end of the day and you just automatically go into autopilot, you know, you know, it's like it's like uh, it's like, okay, the next innovation in the car, maybe that they get rid of the gear stick altogether and that you can go forward and backwards just by pressing a button on the steering wheel, right? You know, people will think maybe twenty years from now. Man, do you believe that people had to use their hands down yeah. here when now yeah. all we have to do is press a button here? And yeah. you know, it's almost yeah. like America where they've got go karts. You know, they've almost done that here, but it's still uh, a gear stick at the end of the day. But it, it's those types of things that you think about. It's like, oh yeah, why? Why are we doing it that way? Maybe, maybe, maybe it would be better if it moment. was there. Yeah. You know, yeah, like yeah. just uh, you know, it's a very narrow example. Uh, again, to your point, to narrow down examples, but uh, <laughs> but, you, no, get but the, you get the point, yeah. right? It, it's, it's about thinking out yeah. of the box. Yeah. Awesome. Well, yeah, thanks again for uh, listening. Um, Anybody who uh, is interested in learning more, you can listen on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Um, Andreas is available uh, at StackState. If you want to talk to him, send him over some questions, just uh, email info at stackstate.com, and we'll be more than happy to to help out whenever we can. Uh, Thanks for listening again, and I'll speak to you soon.
1: Thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed it. If you'd like more information about StackState, you can visit stackstate.com. That's S-T-A-C-K-S-T-A-T-E ecom And you can also find a written transcript of this episode on our website. So if you prefer to read through what they've said, definitely head over there and also make sure to subscribe if you'd like to receive a notification whenever we launch a new episode. So until next time.